You are listening to The Bob and Kevin Show with Bob Beatty Barr and Kevin Gisheski. Each week we cover relevant tech and social issues related to technology. And more weeks than not, we're joined by special guests to add additional perspective to our topics. Our website is bobandkevin.show. And our episodes can be found on virtually any podcast network. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Just search for Bob and Kevin Show. Hey, Bob, what are we doing today? On tonight's episode, Kevin and I are going to just kick back and talk about all things AI, robots, and the implications of morality and autonomous weapons. So it may get a little dark. Then we're talking some crazy crap tonight, so you better go grab something strong to drink and strap in because we are clear for takeoff in three, two, one. All right, Bob. Thanks for introing tonight's episode. So I'm kind of excited about this topic because it's kind of dances around artificial intelligence, the morality of AI, autonomous weapons. Does AI have a soul? You know, things like that. Very deep thoughts here. I'm completely frightened. All right. So so without <laughs> further ado, um, you know, let's kind of set the stage here a little bit. So modern times we have in 2018, we've got, you know, a lot of AI things going on. In fact, we have a headline to go to. And this one here on Gizmodo is uh, Google's helping the Pentagon build AI for drones. We talked about some of this uh, on our morning tech show, our headlines. And, uh, you know, this kind of make you cock your head a little bit and go, wait a second, Google, aren't they like, you know, like we do global good things and now we're going to have not only the Angular uh, front-end network, which is a highly efficient, <laughs> at least the 2-plus version, is a highly efficient front-end network or uh, framework, and now they're going to introduce whatever they're going to call the their next product, which is the highly efficient killing software for the U.S. government, the DOD. What do you think? Well, the crazy thing is, is they've been collecting visual mapping data for years now. I mean, yes, Google Maps, but then you also have, you know, the whole Google Street View, and that is pretty much all over the globe, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, it is. I mean, uh, it's a pretty good little library to tap into. It's ironic you you uh, take directions with. Uh, that's powered by Google and you get sort of close to my house and you, you get the warning that you're now off the grid. Be careful because apparently my town is too little for Google to, to go up and down the little streets. They, they hit the big highways and whatnot, but I digress. So maybe that's a good thing. Maybe they can't send but a drone to my house. <laughs> kind of makes you wonder how much detail they got in important areas of the world that they needed to get. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like think about it. They have detailed information about every major city around uh, the globe they and domestically they absolutely do um so ai isn't without its uh pros and its cons right so let, let's kind of enumerate 2018 uh some more um ai stuff so we have uh the amazon alexa i'm gonna say it quiet so she doesn't wake up over here uh, we have siri we have hey google um those are what i would call headless or maybe bodiless, yeah. I think maybe bodiless AI. <laughs> so one day maybe they'll they'll get bodies, and then uh, we have um, other things like this is Spot the robot, which is from Boston Dynamics. If you haven't now, is AI is AI driving Spot, or is Spot just a follows a program right now? I don't know, but riddle me this, Batman. Would you like to see Alexa bolt on to Spot and take a take a, a drive, so to speak? 
maybe if it cleaned my house and brought me drinks. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> uh, and this is Atlas right here. Atlas is uh, pretty cool, kind of a stout uh, robot, more humanoid here, uh, bipedal, got some arms here. Um, if you haven't seen any of these videos, um, they're all over. They're really kind of cool and creepy at the same time. And then here in America, we have DARPA, which is the Defense Advanced Research Agency. And that's basically a organization. It's 200 people. I actually watched a interview recently with DARPA. They have 200 people that are basically in charge of harnessing technology in ways that uh, are useful for the national security of the United States. Right. And you had some stuff pulled over and are pulled up in pre-show about their research. And some of that was quite interesting. What was the social? Oh, yes. Uh, so let's see if I can find it again. So over here in our research and let me go with full screen here. They have all kinds of stuff like active interpretation of disparate alternatives. Uh, I could read that, but I don't want to. But this one right here is more interesting. It's active social engineering defense. And of course, everything gets a acronym these days. That's, you know, government related. But so okay. they're are they researching how to prevent social engineering or are they trying to teach machines how to socially engineer that? I don't know. Uh, we'll have to do some side homework on that. But so the kind of the the overarching idea here is what is the morality of AI? So let me throw some just ponderings at you. Do you think? Oh, wait, let's set a ground framework, though. Okay. Currently, AI has its absent of morality because it hasn't been educated on morality or hasn't developed morality or is this where you're going yes um because you know if we rewind and i'm not old enough but you know when nuclear energy was first a you know a oh, genesis dude, another, another dig at my age <laughs> bob you weren't around either so when nuclear energy was first you know uh, thought of that could you know solve all of our energy needs one of the first consequences was the that hey <laughs> we can make a really big bomb out of this and that becomes the headline and this whole energy thing becomes the the page 12 thing unless of course there's a, a nuclear meltdown accident then that kind of moves a few pages up still don't think it makes front page uh <laughs> you know just bury the lead anyway so i f i feel that ai is on this course this path that nuclear uh technology is where we start this technology for all the good reasons. We've got these home automation. We've got these robots that will do things that we don't want to do or these things that are just too dangerous to send a human to do. So there's plenty of good reasons for this. But there's also, I think, people sitting at, well, I would say at home, but in their office going, you know, we could create these really cool death robots. And uh, wouldn't that be cool? Wouldn't, wouldn't that give us... You know, a little bit of power in in the uh, in the equation. I mean, we do have a president who likes to compare the size of his nuclear button. Hands. Okay. Well, I was gonna. Okay. Nuclear <laughs> button or whatever. You know, to other countries. And I think um, Putin recently had said something to the effect of, "Hey, we're gonna have the most powerful." autonomous weapons that there are. And by the way, some of this imagery is kind of disturbing. So, um, well, right, because Russia's not in the pact that you know, to not create we autonomous weapons of war. That's correct. In Germany, they made headlines because they basically said, we're out. We're going to not play this silly game of next generation or next millennium or next century 
um, arms race, right? Because I, I, the way I see it is AI is going to become the next arms race. And what you're seeing here, Bob, is Kevin's collection of nerdy AI. So look at this. We got C-3PO and R2-D2. Hey, that's fun, Kevin. You know, what's so bad about AI? All they do is get mad at each other and save the galaxy, right? So are we blurring the lines between AI and robotics, though? Because we can create we can create machines that are singular in task that are basically carrying out the morality that we program into them. They're not making choices. So let's say a robotic tank, for example, that we have on the screen here, we can program a sequence into that tank that it can go from point A to point B, push the fire button, blow something up and return back to base and reload. That's not making any decisions. That's just robotics at work. That's correct. So where autonomous weapons come in place where you can give it an algorithm or machine learning, one of the two, right? So um, an algorithm is basically fly from here to there, go through waypoints, blow up target X and come back. Machine learning would be more of the effect of, hey, take off and go ahead and defend yourself and attack based on these parameters, statistical analysis and whatnot. So you're right. The line is blurred between, well, just because it's techno you know, a flying thing, a drone, so to speak, does it become evil? No. But I think the trend here is to somehow turn artificial intelligence into something that's weaponizable, something that can uh, think on its own. So we have no shortage of uh, science fiction, dystopian, you know, what could go wrong uh, examples here. But I also think we're you know, when you hear Google is teaming up with the Pentagon, you know, do we really need more efficient ways to kill each other? And does, is Google, is that really, what's their motivation? You know, well, there's just data. Like that's just a data transaction though. So the government is recognized, and this is me speculating, the government has recognized that Google has a tremendous amount of data and they have the learning in the, their AI to be able to parse that data incredibly quickly. So Google, I'm sure, is going to continue to collect data on the behalf of the government, and the government's going to utilize that data. So, like, I don't, I still don't see where that, like, I don't know if that's AI yet, though, because there's not any, well, the processing is AI, because it's going to know how to catalog, recognize, is it a hot dog, is it not a hot dog, you know, those kind of things. So let me ask you this, is AI slash machine learning just a marketing term? Is it Microsoft's way, Google's way, and whatnot to an IBM, you know, Watson? Is it just their way of slapping a moniker on, hey, we're going to do some advanced algorithms, some machine learning that's statistical analysis. We'll call it artificial intelligence. We'll blur the line with what you see on TV with with what's reality and then we'll get your money because we kind of want you to think it's going to be you know evolve to this thing but it's really probably not well i think it's still that dual path thing that you mentioned about nuclear energy so you've got the marketing front end of this ai stuff that's going to make our lives better but then you have that parallel development where it's that little bit more nefarious and that little bit more like you know we're going to teach you how to make decisions of war basically. So, but there's always going to be those infantile stages where right now it's just being the AI that's being marketed is being used to perform calculations, computations, decisions on the data that's being fed in to probably predict outcomes, provide, you know, outcome analysis, you know, think very much, uh, you know, do you want to play a game, Joshua type deal. All right. So in your opinion, 
Will AI, as we currently know, ever evolve to more of a what you see on the big screen or the little screen where it has a conscience? Is that possible? I honestly believe that I'm seeing uh, Black Mirror episodes come to life at an incredibly rapid pace. Think about how young Black Mirror is as a series. And I think I saw somebody advertising or retweeting on Twitter today that there's a company that will embed your consciousness in a, a chipset. So, and that that's literally an episode from season three. Is that technology snake oil though? Because I, I just don't see that being... Well, I'm sure it is because there's frozen heads in jars all over the place, too, because they promised the cryo, you know, we cryo you. And then when technology gets better, we just drop your head on a new body. So but it might be snake oil today. See, in my humble opinion, I don't think we'll ever evolve artificial intelligence outside of a a simple marketing term. And I know that just kind of like ruled me out of getting hired at certain places who are like, what? Just like blockchain. We don't have to blockchain all the thing, guys. Um, So, uh, you know, because I I think it's still technology. It's, It's statistical analysis and it's algorithms. We will never create a sentient life, in my opinion. However, comma, if we yes. if we were able to do that, Bob, what sort of moral implications would that have? Would would they then have? Would they be subject to rights as as robots, robot rights, if you will? Well, let's take it a half step back for a second, because you know you're talking about how this could never happen. That we're you know, but if we end up on this path, did you think that 50 years ago people thought they were going to be able to make cells? disconnected from something else, be able to subdivide, subdivide and become organ systems without the aid of incubation in a womb. Um, So let's go ahead and and agree with your premise that I don't know what I don't know at this point. And the future holds things that I can't possibly comprehend. So I will agree with that. Right. But that seems like a miracle of life, right? Yes. Like they can grow meat in a Petri dish. They can grow ears in a Petri dish. But can that meat make a decision yet it can't no it it can't but i mean you know we were seeing clips of westworld up there i feel like there's all these different paths you know they're constantly working on artificial fibers that replicate muscle you know so i I think it just takes one or two mistakes in the computer program to make it seem like it's got the ability to come up with its own conscience and make morality decisions and then you end up with bad robots all right let's back up i don't know i'm just gonna say let's back up because it's a good way to segue i don't know if we're backing up right. we're going sideways <laughs> so i'm gonna, I'm gonna steal your word and go let's, let's take a random up. yeah let's take a random direction so hacking you know we're all about we're always seeing these headlines going oh well so-and-so got hacked so-and-so got hacked so if we were to replace an algorithm, that's pretty straightforward. Okay, it's going to behave differently. However, machine learning works differently. Machine wor- learning works on statistical analysis. The old joke is is uh, machine learning walks into a bar. The bartender says, hey, what are you having? Machine learning says, I don't know. What's everyone else having? So can, let's say Google does a good job and they make the most awesome autonomous thing that can kill awesomely with the DOD and it uses machine learning. Does Russia, North Korea, um, you know, Monaco, some little tiny country, had to, I just had to throw in some not likely country. Does, does somebody just hack the database and just alter the data set to say your enemy is no longer here. This is no longer how you act. And then boom, you've now altered a fleet 
of autonomous weapons? It's been happening since the dawn of time. Okay. You, you can take a you can take a, a a fleet of abandoned children, and you can basically hijack their programming, and you know turn them into different people. So, I mean, the the, uh, the Black Mirror episode here is is when your autonomous weapons turn against you, right? So it's the B episode for anybody who hasn't seen it. <laughs> so, um, as you, I think this is a, a terrible idea that will happen. That's, oh, that's what I without think. a doubt. Um, so, why do you think Google? Okay, well, maybe you already answered this. What's Google staking? So I'll, I'll posit some craziness first, and then you can be like, yeah, or no, yeah, you're crazy. You can agree with my crazy. So I look at Google and go, Google, do you guys really need more money? And if I yeah, were on you've the, talked about this several times. If I was on the other side of that table, I'd be like, nope, we sure don't. But you know what? Money's good for us. And um, But I, I think that's actually secondary. So I think it's on the list, but secondary. I think it's ego. Hey, guys. We created XYZ. It had to do with something never before the world has seen. We have autonomous weapons or we have uh, blah, blah, blah. And we put Google or Alphabet or whatever company's logo on the side of this thing. And that bothers me because I, I would like to think there's some companies that are doing things and taking moral stance. Of course, maybe Google's a bad example. Uh, insert story about diversity here. But, <laughs> so... That's a whole nother episode. I don't Stop. know. What do you think Google's motivation is? I quoted this the other day. Data is the new oil. We're running out of natural resources. We're running out of commodities. Data, you know, these companies, it's not just Google. There's tons of companies that are collecting data on us every single minute of every single day. That data is valuable to many entities. So eventually, you know, all the services we get from these companies, it's weird how they're kind of free, right? Because I have a $29 piece of hardware from Amazon here, and it runs software 24-7, 365, that can be augmented, ad hoced onto, bootstrapped to do pretty much everything I wanted to do in my house. And I don't pay a dime for it after that. Like there's no service there because you know why? Because they're learning all kinds of stuff about my behavior. I tweeted just today. I said, you know what? I liked it better when they when the ad didn't tell me exactly what I needed because I don't the mechanism that delivers the fact when that When is I, the ad never not told you exactly what you need? Oh well <laughs> before the advent of third party cookies with doubleclick.net. Oh it was, you mean targeting. Yes. yes. Um, okay. So you know, I go on the I go on a website today that I know I have had no interaction with a certain concept or keyword, and bam, I've got a tailored ad because I went to some website over here, and that is um, good for whomever selling that because yeah, you got it figured out, but it's creeping me the crap out. Just say. But once again, that's just data. That's data on your behavior. So somebody collected that data and sold it. Yeah. And or shared it. They didn't even sell it. They shared it because the company that's running all the data is making a revenue off the ad. So, so <laughs> we need to have something other than Black Mirror because these this would be a whole like subgenre of Black Mirror. But okay, autonomous weapon system now gets a hold of kill list, and now it knows where to find you because of all these <laughs> collected. You know, see where I'm going with all this. Okay, you have to watch the B episode. Okay. 
Yeah. You have like, that's the next thing you have. I know you told me you wanted me to watch Blade Runner, whatever it is, 2049 or what you're whatever. you right here. Yep. Yes. And uh, you have to watch the B episode and it's not called the B episode. Uh, I can't remember what it's called, but you've, you've outlined the scenario of that episode okay. about 10 different times. All right. It's on my to-do list. <laughs> so uh, I had a, for lack of better term, a, an asset that I, uh, I drew something, so I do nerdy artwork, and it's warning, implementations may vary. Be careful what you ask for, and you can't really see it, but it's basically using dependency injection and your morality. It's, it needs to select morality. So let me posit this to you, Bob, or let me do a statement first, then I'll posit something to you. As developers, we can't agree on what the heck restful is or isn't. We can't agree what intuitive is or isn't. We can't agree on politics. We can't agree on Coke or Pepsi. But Not just so, as developers. As but, people, we can't agree on morality. But somehow, some way, we're going to figure out a way to figure out how to react appropriately when you, when you are an autonomous weapon and you basically can kill whatever based on some algorithm. Who's creating the algorithm? Who is controlling the AI? You know, that's, that's scaring me, man. And that's where I think that we probably won't have, I think it'd be silly to have an autonomous, like autonomous weapon is like pretty much the definition of Skynet and the machines turning against, <laughs> I mean like that. So we'd be stupid to do that. I think what's, probably more plausible and honestly almost as frightening is, you know, groups of governments or groups of rebels uh, imposing their morality into a set program. So, you know, uh, Oh God, another great uh, black mirror episode is where the government puts a filter in its soldiers and the soldiers see these people that are just refugees as a virus against society. Like they've been, they, the soldiers see them as mutated. So it makes it easier for them to terminate them. So Bob, before today, before this morning, if I would have came to you and said, Bob, do you think there's some group out there campaigning against killer robots from being created? What would you say? Well, that's not fair because we discovered with another show a couple of weeks back that there was a, a pack that countries were signing on to, to not produce autonomous weapons. So I would not be shocked to find that out. Okay. And of course you already know the answer because we, we discovered this this morning and we, we did talk earlier in the week or however many weeks ago about, holy crap, there's actually governments talking about putting controls on this stuff. So there's the campaign to stop killer robots. Um, and then they have a website here, full disclosure, just saw it today. Don't know much about this group, but it's kind of flooring me that, well, that's the security conference we were talking about where Russia said that they weren't going to sign on. That's that's just, I, I mean, I went from going, man, AI, cool, to, man, AI, you know, there, there could be some bad things to, oh, my God, what are we doing? And then there's, like, already movements and efforts, and that's just blowing my mind. Did you see the, um, I'm going to call it propaganda because I don't want to believe that it's true, <laughs> the, Russian, the Russian propaganda about their new weapon systems that can avoid... Um, you know, so they're basically making on-the-fly analysis and avoiding detection and rerouting and yes, uh, yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, that kind of stuff. I, I, that's not far off. We've got drone missiles that, you know, have visual targeting. 
yes. Um, about as much AI as they need. <laughs> and full disclosure, I was in the military, so you know, I'm not a, I'm not totally advocating these weapons at all. In fact, I'm, I, I think this is technology that we shouldn't invent. And along those lines, uh, I had always thought, you know what? Not all technology should come to life, especially if it came from art. Now, Star Trek is a great example because basically in Star Trek, you've seen what amounts to an iPad, a, uh, you know, handheld medical devices. A lot of that came cell phone, cell phone. A lot. Yeah, exactly. A lot of that um, where art became, you know, reality. And one thing that I've always thought is, man, I hope we never invent it. And most people will probably say, oh, you're crazy is the teleporter. If you can teleport from one location to the other, not only do you have like this, you know, thing of are you really just cloning a person, and killing the original? You know, that's not really the thing. The thing that, well, that does bother me. But what bothers me, just as much if not more, is the fact that you can teleport an assassin, you know, anywhere instantly, kill somebody, and then teleport out, bring in an army, whatnot. So there, there's got to be a line where it's like, yeah, we can do it. We might be able to figure it out. But we shouldn't do it. But the problem with that is, is nuclear weapons. I'll come back to nuclear because the reason a lot of countries have nuclear weapons is because another country has nuclear weapons. So as soon as the first country gets autonomous weapons. Oh, yeah. It's It'll over. be like a new fad. Well, because you have to have them. So you have a seat at the table. So you have a voice because if you don't have them, then you're not a big boy. You don't yep. get to sit at the big table. Just like nuclear weapons. Yep. Now, uh, wasn't uh, Jeff Goldblum... Uh, in the fly wasn't he working on teleportation and that's how that all went yeah it didn't work out so bad 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 (laughs) uh it's amazing how do we know are people working on teleportation yes yes uh and we they're fact checkers check me right now you they have been able to successfully teleport an atom or something like that from a to b Um, well fermi does stuff like that but it's not really true teleportation is it it's actually going through rock in the spaces in between yeah and there's like entanglement theory where you can manipulate something here and it'll affect something you know there's there's like i i don't know our current status but i can tell you right now it's it's um that's if we if we invent that one day we'll be doing a follow-up episode i can guarantee you that yes yes we will or if we find that anybody's legitimately trying it um all right bob uh you had told me at some point that there was such a thing where robots were supposed to eat humans. Can you enlighten me? So I was running earlier today and it was just so funny that this came, well, not funny, frightening. Um, it came up in a podcast. I was listening to uh, the Joe Rogan experience. And uh, so there's this robot and it's the E A T R. Um, and it basically can consume, it consumes biomaterial to create energy is what the concept is. And the, uh, tinfoil hat conspiracy theory type people. And, uh, you know, I can totally see this coming to fruition is that on the field of battle, this would basically consume bodies to create f- fuel for itself, to keep itself going on the field of battle. So, <laughs> so that's the article right there. Remember EATR, the military robot that was supposed to eat humans. So, uh, just, you know, and once again, that's not making a decision that decision's already made for it. It must consume biomaterial to be able to keep moving. Now, there's got to be a fuel gauge to tell the robot that it's hungry. And if there's no rule in it that says you can't eat something that looks like a human, what's going to keep it from eating a human? That that sounds amazing for a plot on 
you know, or, or a subplot line on some future movie, Bob. Thank you for that, and I will have a nightmare. All right. Well, but it actually sounds like a subplot for real life at this point. If there's drawings in the works, well, and it's like lights. the Matrix where the robots basically turn humans into batteries. So, uh, you know, yeah, I guess that would be the you know several steps down the road. But I mean. So, Bob, have you, you're, you're a happily married man, but have you told your wife about your girlfriend? In case people don't know, Bob yes, is... she actually hates when I talk about Sophia. <laughs> Bob is the show expert on Sophia the Robot. Um, enlighten I'm the glad group. you came around to her because I want to talk about this a little bit, too, from a, just a theoretical standpoint. But basically, uh, Sophia is a product of Hanson Robotics that true that right yes, i think I it's hansen so. and she is kind of their uh bright shining star and spokesperson she travels the world in fact she has citizenship in saudi arabia as a robot and of course uh running conversation between kevin and i is is she on a script or is she actually part of an ai project and what's your current she, status what do you think well, she has referenced herself as having the mentality of a toddler because she's still learning. Now, she can process things like language and other things like that quite quickly, but she's still learning human interaction. That's what she says in her words, whether they're scripted or not. So that's kind of the running company line. I don't know. I mean, is this vaporware or is this something legit? Well, that brings me back to, I'm not sure, I'm going to ask the question again. I think you already answered it, but I was probably busy pushing buttons around here. Will AI ever be able to become self-aware, sentient, slash have a soul type thing? So self-aware is one thing. Um, there's plenty of humans that walk this planet all day, every day, that I would consider not very self-aware. Uh, <laughs> not very smart? Is that what you're trying to say? No, they just... <laughs> They don't understand how they fit into the big picture of the world and, and they don't understand how their thoughts and actions, you know, sometimes have consequences to people outside their small circle. So if I'm a robot and don't understand that and there's people out there that don't understand it, the robots really aren't that far behind already. So <laughs> um, that's something that Sophia talks about a lot, though, is her awareness of where she fits in in the grand scheme. Now, is that scripted or is that her or so it? So at or some whatever. point, if if those robots become self-aware or whatnot, aren't they then entitled to rights as, I, I don't want to call them human rights, but robot rights, you know, are they entitled to all that? That And that's one of the conversations that come around Sophia, the Sophia Project, because she has been granted citizenship in Saudi Arabia. And I think that is based on the fact that she claims to have self-awareness. Now, you haven't seen the new Blade Runner. Have you seen the old Blade Runner? I can, if I did, I, it was so okay. long ago. Well, I'll, I'll give you the plot line. Harrison so, Ford. That's pretty much all I know. So long story short, uh, humanity decided that they had a bunch of stuff that needed, needed done that was either dangerous or they just didn't want to do. So they created what's called a replicant, which is basically a robotic human. But it's so realistic that you really can't tell the difference. And so Harrison Ford character... Um, uh, his job is to go out and retire them is the term right kill them and I, I forget the the actual overarching thing like there's like a revolt or something or uh, you know anyway long story short um, it really explores you know the idea that 
they have they can have emotion and things like that. So I think we're really, really, really far away from that sort of AI. So as far as those blurred lines go, but I think we're really, 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 really close to autonomous weapons. Basically, have drones in flight 24/7 that can react and respond based on an algorithm, which is again who's writing the algorithm. However, right. it I think we're far off from that drone actually making decisions because how does a machine choose between right and wrong? So I'm going to throw that question at you, Bob. Right now, Google's creating an algorithm with the Pentagon. Is it choosing between right or wrong? Or is there a human behind the controls that is the moral compass? My gut is telling me that the algorithm or the technology that Google is providing is purely based on shortest distance between two points with the least amount of interference. I, I do believe it's it's geographic data, it's plotting. Someone's gonna be behind the scenes making that decision. Now, I, I said this before and I'll say it again, the machines will have to be taught. If they're autonomous, someone's gonna have to teach the machines. So it's just like somebody programming. You have kids, I have kids. We do our best to teach them the morality that we've been instilled with or that we've acquired as knowledge and then we send them off into the world and hope that they they have adopted and maintain those same morality standards. Sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. So, what so if a machine can't learn it, if a machine has to be told it straight up because let's say the machine is not capable, if we're under the agreement that a machine will never be able to choose right from wrong, a machine is always going to be told what's right from the point of the programmer. So that kind of that's almost mutually exclusive with my previous posit, which is AI and machine learning are really marketing terms because at no point will either one of those become self-aware or be able to make a decision, right? But right, but nobody, not either of us, was able to decide what was right or wrong without being told or researching it. Right. So if a machine can research a bunch of different situations and a bunch of different outcomes, the machine can most certainly say statistically that 51 or 50.01% of the time, this is the most positive outcome for this situation. So and then they can decide that this is the decision that they're going to go with 100% of the time. So one of my favorite shows comes out next month, uh, season two of Westworld. Westworld. I think that's... A brilliant show that you know uh, explores a lot of these deep deep topics so uh, obviously I don't have any of the answers I obviously don't want to see autonomous weapons <laughs> because uh, it's funny how militaries lose inventory you'd be surprised at how many nuclear weapons atomic bombs etc you know I guess those are on well like I said no one's gonna no one's gonna let loose a fully autonomous weapon even if it's possible why why because you can decide that the master is wrong if right. it's fully autonomous, it can decide that the master is wrong. Have Have you met the people who run governments, <laughs> Bob? <laughs> okay, incredibly valid point. No sane person. So there you go. So we'll probably see them within the next six months then. <laughs> yeah, and even if you do make these decisions, the way government works is the turnovers every so often that the person who made the original decision is on a yacht somewhere hanging out with some lobby uh, money people. And, you know, <laughs> we usually, today's um, decisions ha were actually made many years ago. You know, we have to live with the consequences now. So interesting thoughts. Okay, so all right, we'll try to wrap up here. 
what what makes or what's the future look like for AI, good and bad for you? The, the good, um, a lot of mundane, uh, heavy computational tasks that had to be do, done by teams of people or teams of machines will be able to be completed in a much more efficient manner. That's the good. It's going to lead going to lead to better data storage. It's going to lead to easier data access, more information that can be used by a bunch of people. That's the good. Um, the bad is that just like nuclear energy, we're going to have nuclear bombs from this. So, if if I were to ask myself same question, um, yes, the good is I think we'll have more home automation. Um, I also think the good, and this might sound weird, the good is, is I don't think we'll ever evolve AI to being any sort of anything like you see on the big screen or the little screen. I just, I just don't see that happening. We'll, we'll mimic it as best we can, but we'll never cross that ethereal plane, if you will, <laughs> to, to give life to uh, uh, something that isn't alive. The bad is, is I think we'll play this game long enough where we will just turn it into a, a weaponized arm race and right. we'll forget that, hey, remember when Alexa, all she did was, you know, uh, listen to my voice command and she couldn't uh, fire a Hellfire missile? So, uh, nope, we, we won't have we won't have near the death and destruction, but we will have 10 times the conflict. All right. You know what we didn't do? We didn't we didn't beg people to hit the uh, subscribe button. So um, before we unleash an autonomous subscribing um, agent Bot. on you, yes, <laughs> God, that's terrible. Um, please go ahead and subscribe. We we really would appreciate it. We're eight away, eight subscribers away from a custom URL on YouTube, and that would just be the best gift ever right now yes. so yeah if you can find eight of your friends to hit that subscribe um we also talked about a lot of episodes that we've had um from a headline perspective in this episode as well and that's the kind of stuff you can get on monday mornings and actually it's the kind of stuff you can get if you go to the channel and look at our uh our weekly our week starting tech news episodes they're right up top you know the best part about this episode bob it is March 14th. Uh, I'm just going to answer for you. It's March 14th, 2018. Um, in the future, however many years it is from now, we can kind of look back and go, man, we were so off. Or, man, we're like two Nostradamuses sitting up here. So, Or, man, can you believe that was just two weeks before the robots took our places on the show? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Bob, look over your shoulder. <laughs> yeah, it's coming. All right. Um, any final thoughts here before we? Uh... No, this is a good one. I think we should do this like once or twice a month. Like, just throw a topic out like this and just riff. Yeah, had a had a good uh, good discussion on it. Got a lot of thoughts out there. I probably got uh, disqualified from several vendors uh, and job opportunities just now, but that's how and I really I think. So, and I reinforced my uh, dirty hippie thoughts with people and robots <laughs> all right so uh bob i think you need to watch more uh dystopian sci-fi ai movies and i will watch uh the black mirror the b episode and well, you actually just watch all of season three and four if you haven't okay so. i've only i've only done onesie twosie here and there so uh i think there's only one last piece of business to take care of let me go ahead and fire up the uh, autonomous bring the lightning robots